Welcome to the podcast, Winning After Addiction and Indictment. I'm your host, Steve Cloward, and I'm here to talk about addiction, indictment, federal prison, and so much more. After more than a decade addicted to opiates and time in federal prison, I'm here to help you fight the battles that you're facing in your life today. Hello, everybody. This is Steve with Winning After Addiction and Indictment Podcast. This is episode seven. And today I've got a, a very special guest and actually a person that I call a friend, a mentor and a coach, uh, Nate Bailey. Um, how's it going today, Nate? Great, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excited to see you uh, on the podcast. Hey, man, it's my pleasure. I appreciate your time. I met Nate, I believe it was just over three years ago, wasn't it, Nate? I was trying to think of that this morning, three or four, but I think it's three. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I believe it was January of 2017. Yeah, so I think that's right. Yeah, so, I mean, we're just coming up on three years, yeah. Yeah, so so I was fortunate to work with Nate for a year uh, after that, and I was able to see firsthand, you know, the quality, the character and integrity that Nate had, has, and... uh, Nate's a speaker, he's a coach, an entrepreneur. Um, he's led, he leads, he's the lead trainer for, and lead coach as well for Prosperity Revolution, Manwealth, Shield Maiden programs where he leads men and women to improve their lives, um, to, to create better lives for themselves and their families. He's also a two-time best-selling author. Um, I believe the books are Living Your Legacy, and is it Leading Your Legacy? Leading a Legacy Lifestyle, is that it? Yeah, those are the first two. And then, uh, of course, if you can see in the, uh, behind me here, the background, I, uh, the third book, just this last year, I, uh, The 100 Mile Mindset. Oh, congratulations. How soon till that thing's out? Oh, it's out. It is oh, out. No kidding. Yeah. I don't miss that. Boy. I don't know. That's all right. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Well, well, that leads into a couple other things I wanted to talk to you about, Nate, and that the... the uh, the title of that book kind of hits on it. You know, I was going to talk about a few of the things that I'm aware of that you've done. Uh, most people probably don't know what Kokoro is. Um, do you mind telling tell us a little bit about what Kokoro is, and uh, and so people can get an idea of how you know what that is, and yeah, did you actually finish that? Yeah, I, you know, Seal. So it's called Seal Fit Kokoro. Seal Fit's a, a company started by Mark Devine, who was uh, twenty. Uh, 20 year Navy SEAL. He's retired, but he was in the Navy as a SEAL for uh, 20 plus years as a commander. And um, he, he got out, he started this company called SEAL Fit. And I guess kind of their signature event, right? Their, their big event is called Kokoro. It's a 52 plus hour. Well, it's a, I think they do it about 50 hours now. Ours, ours when we went through, we were class 45, and uh, ours was 52 hours straight through no sleep and it's it's led by retired and active duty navy seals and it's modeled after navy seal how week most people have heard of how week which is like one of the hardest things uh <laughs> that anyone really in the world has to go through to become a navy seal um and so i'm not trying to say that this is how week it's just modeled after it and it's it's only two days i think navy seal how weeks actually like six days straight they get like four hours of sleep, but so that, so, uh, civilians and, and, uh, guys that are aspiring to be Navy SEALs will come through this event as kind of a prep to get them ready for buds. And then there's this crazy folks like myself that just want to see if they can do it that, <laughs> that have already been in the military and have gotten out. So, 
I, uh, that's really the catalyst for me to where I, uh, I really started, you know, I'd already done a lot of work on myself to turn my life around, but this is the one really physically that really, really kickstarted a lot of things for me. It prob I probably don't try to go run a hundred miles had I not gone through seal fit Kokoro. So, um, I, I trained and prepared for seal fit Kokoro over about six months. I lost like 45 pounds and I uh, got back into some of the best shape of my life and I showed up and uh, I was successful. There was 28 people that were there to begin and nine of us that finished. Um, so, wow. you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's a grueling two day, two plus days. Um, but it's, it's awesome if you can make it through it. Well, wow, that's incredible. I, I don't, I, I remember hearing a story and I don't think it was when you went through, correct me if I'm wrong, but either when you went through or, or one or two, you know one down the road but i mean people literally passed away after that half a day i mean it's yeah so grueling. it was in my my class was um, your class wow yeah so nine of us i said nine of us finished well one of one of the nine i mean right after we finished he he, he uh felt he fell to the ground like right in front of us and ultimately he died that day um right after so that's i mean that's not a common thing. Like, you know, uh, that's the only time that's ever happened. And they've ran many more Kokoro since then. Sure. Um, you know, just kind of a freak thing, but yeah, I mean, it kind of goes to show you, that, I mean, the guy was 32. I don't know exactly what happened. So I'm not even going to get into that. Like, sure. I don't know what happened or why. Um, but you know, it's, it's a grueling event and, uh, yeah, yeah dude, Kurt Delegianis, uh, great man. Um, yeah. Wow. Very unfortunate though. And, and that, that there, that, that, that experience and just being a part of that scene that happened right in front of me sure gave me some different perspective on life and like just how fragile it is and how quickly things can, can turn. Well, I'll bet. Yeah. We all, it seems like, you know, as life beats us up, you know, there are events that seem to come across our paths that, do that to us i've had my own as well yeah. and uh, so so you finished in coral which is incredible and then you've done some other things so like i believe you've done a 200 mile race you know you biked across the country i mean yeah, what uh, is it yeah. what is it that <laughs> i mean tell us a couple more of those things but but really tell us what is it that has you know why are you challenging yourself to continue to do those types of things yeah so i attempted the 200 just this last april and um I, I twisted my knee, like you start at, I think we started around 4 p.m. And so it got dark pretty quick, but it was, it was raining and it was on this just dirt track up and down these hills. And so it was really just slippery, muddy, really hard to, to navigate. And uh, I ended up, you know, sliding and trying to catch myself and twisting my knee. So I, I made it about 30 miles and I was done. So I haven't gone 200 miles yet, just to clarify, but uh <laughs> I do have have it on my list this year. I hired a coach that's she's just an absolute um, stud when it comes to ultra running, and she's just an amazing person, Lisa Smith Batchins. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna attempt a Moab two forty out in Utah uh, in October. Um, but yeah, why do I like? I've been talking a lot about this, thinking a lot about this lately, and you know, for me, and I think I think it's I think for I think it's true for a lot of people when you really commit to something big and kind of scary, like Kokoro was definitely that I've done an Ironman in 2008. That was definitely that 
Um, you know, for some people, it's a 5K, right? I mean, right. the thought of running three miles, like I remember not that long ago, really, when a 5K kind of had, <laughs> it was the big scary thing, right? And right. Uh, so so I'm not diminishing, you know, it's whatever it is for you, it doesn't matter the distance. It's not a competition. Um, you know, it took me a long way to get from the 5K to 100 miles and now even the thought of running 240 miles. And so um, it's a progression and you start from where you're at. But the reason that I love to set these physical outcomes is because, number one, I you know how we work, right? The big four, physical, spiritual, relational, financial. I'm not going to go after a big, like a 100-mile run because with all of the preparation and the work that's required, like you got to you, there's no shortcuts to run 100 miles. Like, if you don't train, you're not going to be successful. Like, it's just, just not going to happen. So, uh, there's a lot of work that has to be done, a lot of miles that have to be run. You have to be, you know, you have to make sure that your weight is right, that your rest, your recovery is good. And so, a lot of people could do that and then totally, completely sabotage the rest of their life, right? That they, they won't be right. showing up in their marriage or for the kids. You know, they're kind of, they're not in. They're ignoring the business because they're focused on this 100 mile run. Well, I, I I do not want to do that. So it forces me to be de- disciplined and dedicated to getting the training in, and yet still not take time away from all those other areas. Which means I I either got to get up earlier, or maybe I got to run later, or maybe I I got to fit it in, in between some calls. Right? I get a little window here. All right, instead of just scrolling on Facebook, like I'm going to actually go get the run in real quick, and then get back in time to keep moving in my day and so by doing these big events and by preparing for them in that manner it it overflows to all the other areas it lifts all the other areas of my life up and so that's why i love the challenge of these big events because it forces me to be super intentional in all areas because it's not okay for me to sacrifice the other areas for one and so for me and I think it's true for a lot of people. If you find something you're really passionate about, like to be intentional and dedicated and disciplined to what's required without taking away from anything else, it's so powerful. It just lifts all the other areas of my life up at the same time. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and I've seen that happen firsthand, you know, working with you, but also as I've implemented that at times in my life, the same yeah. thing has happened. And, and so it's, it's been really cool to see it's, and, you know, it seems like it was just a year or so before we met that you would kind of had, you know, struggles, I believe maybe, um, and it may have been a little sooner than that, even in your marriage. And, and you didn't have kind of that, people like to use the word balance, but I guess that's it um, mm-hmm. in all areas. And so, like you say, most of the time as entrepreneurs, we are focused so much on our businesses that we, a lot of times other areas do suffer, you know, and I've done that a lot in the past as well. Um, what was it that kind of, I guess, woke you up or had you decide to shift? Was it, you know, was it because maybe your marriage was about to end or was something else happening in your life or? Yeah. So, you know, that it really started five years ago for me. And so Kokoro was, was September of 2016. So, um, but in, really January of 2015 was the moment where I was like, you know, yeah, my marriage was struggling. I wasn't 
showing up for my three kids like I wanted to. Um, I had multiple businesses and from the outside looking in, I was probably successful, but really on the, you know, the reality was, is I was just stretched way too thin and wasn't doing great at any of them. And uh, I was really overweight and out of shape at the time. Um, and so, yeah, I just, <laughs> it's just like, I was sick of, of just this, really frustrating and mediocre life where it felt like I wasn't really making any progress. It's definitely not what I imagined life to be. It's not what I imagined marriage to be. It's not what I imagined my kids deserve. Um, I was sick of being fat and over shape, out of shape and just nothing was really working well, but I knew like I, I saw others that, that seemed to be living differently or that had the life that I wanted. And that's kind of where I realized that there's this, this coaching world where you can find coaches, invest in coaches and, and to, to get to where they are, like they have the life you want. You find somebody that has the life that you want, whether it's a coach or just someone, you know, personally, maybe you don't have to pay them. But what I found, like when you pay money, you actually are invested. And now you have something on the line to go and do actually what's required to change your life. So yeah, I, I did a lot of work on myself uh, in my life and my business, like getting, th getting clear clarity on what I wanted, what I didn't having tough conversations that I've been avoiding for a ton of time, really starting to show up differently and, you know, nothing happens overnight. Um, and so it was just being consistent, committed to that. And once I started to get some of that other stuff in my, in my life back in line and to where I wanted it to be, uh, then I was able to, that's kind of right around the time that Kokoro comes into play and I'm like, all right, let's see if I can, do this, which at that time was like, I had no business signing up for Kokoro. I was 275 pounds. <laughs> like, There's no way this is going to happen. But I did, I committed and I, I, uh, I did what was required, which I hadn't really done that in a long time in my life. And, and so I started to get all the other pieces of my life together and then got the physical was kind of the last one, which now is, like I said, it's the driver for me that helps drive all the others. And uh, I went through Kokoro and I just continued to, you know, you know how it is, right? If you stop growing, stop expanding, you really don't stay put. You you start to regress back to, to where you were at. And that scares me. Like, I don't want to go yeah, back yeah. there. Like, right. not at all. Well, that's that seems to be one of the things, too, is you push yourself, you know, through some of those big things that you're, you know, attempting. And I imagine that had to scare the hell out of you, especially being out of shape at the time. But yeah. as you put through, and, and especially when you accomplish those things, you know, that creates breakthroughs that allow you to really kind of expand the levels. Otherwise, I don't think you could. Is that the way you see it, too? Yes, absolutely. And and uh, so at this time, when I was going through Kokoro, there, I, there was a group of us, like I, I knew I knew a lot of other men that were going through Kokoro or were training for Kokoro at the same time. There was groups of us that were going through different ones. So... In 2016, they had one in like June, they had one in July, and then they had one in September. I think they might have even had one in August. But um, so I knew a group, I knew a handful of guys that went through, and we had this Facebook group. So it's kind of this accountability group. We were all training. We all knew that this was a big deal. Like it was going to be tough. It was going to be challenging. And so, you know, we're all kind of together sharing things, talking about what we're doing for training, what you know, just like boot, what kind of boots and gear do you got? Like just trying to figure out as much as we can as a group to help each other be successful. And so the first two go through in, in June and uh, they didn't make it. <laughs> it's sort of like, and they come out of it and they're like, man, that was a, they're like, that was the most challenging thing I've ever done. Like 
and uh and they didn't even they didn't even make it like very far like and now you're probably really come close. close so now you know you're like oh my god these dudes they're pretty in shape dudes i thought solid mental guys and uh i'm like all right and then the next group in july goes and there's like eight or nine of them and uh actually that group made it but these guys were putting in hours and hours and hours and hours of training like two three hours a day sometimes for and i'm like i don't have i don't know you know going back to i don't want to sabotage any other areas of my life to for this right. like there's got to be a different way to do this so i'm looking and they're like they're studs they're ripped they're jacked yeah again i'm coming from 275 pounds losing 45 so i'm not I'm not necessarily that yet. And so I'm like, holy cow. I was like, dude, I don't know. You know, so all the stories, the mindset stuff starts to kick in. And then there must've been one in August. Cause another guy that we, was kind of in our group, he went through and he quit on the second night. And this dude was like a stud, like just from the outside looking in. Right. Yeah. He's doing all kinds of CrossFit. He was jacked like six pack abs. And I was like, there's no way this guy's not going to make it. He quits because it was too hard. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, all right, this is, I don't know if this was a good thing being a part of this group because it's playing with my head, right? Right. So that's where the mindset stuff comes in. And, you know, or you got to just check yourself and be like, hey, everybody's a little bit different. It's not all physical. It's mostly mental. Exactly. And, I was going to uh, say, yeah. You know, that's where a lot of these guys were were, were struggling. So the, the, the big group that went through, it helped that they there was a big group of them, right? They could kind of lean on yeah. each other, especially cool. in Kokoro. It's all about teamwork. One of the guys didn't. He wasn't prepared. They kicked him out. But so there may have been nine, and eight made it through. But the eight, they were studs. They were, they were, uh, they were fit. They were ready. And you know, when some of them wanted to quit, like they had eight other guys that were like really good friends. They were like, "No way, you're not quitting." Had they been by themselves, they probably would have quit, right? Because they didn't have those those best friends there to help. Uh, guide them through but yeah so just that journey man and the, and the mindset required um you know but i went through i showed up i did the work and like i'll, I'll be honest like there wasn't one time that I, I the thought of even quitting even entered my mind like i don't know what i want but the, that ex, the experience was like i thrived in it and it was it was awesome it was hard it was brutal but i i never once even considered quitting well, that's actually what I wanted to hit on as well with you is because as I've, you know, evaluated where I was at and what I've been through and, you know, this isn't about my story, but the reason I continued to struggle um, 100% was because of my mindset. Yeah. No doubt about it. And as I've watched you and and what I know about you and, and as you just stated, never once did it enter your mind. And I that didn't surprise me. And yeah. that to me is – your biggest asset from what I've seen as an outsider looking in is your mindset's incredible. What, I mean, what could you tell our listeners, you know, maybe some practices or, or a key maybe that's helped you develop that kind of mindset that would help them out? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, mindset is definitely something that's a daily practice to continue to build. And I will hit on this as podcast, yeah. uh, one of them, Integrity Bank is a great podcast to start out your morning every day. So yeah. and that's, that'll be a good one. That's exactly what it's all about is just um, because it's you can lose it quick, right? Like oh, no man. one's immune. Like just it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. Like 
every day is a new day. Every day is a new challenge. You're going to get hit by something different. Um, some people might thrive in, in an environment like a coral, but then something else like a death in the family or, or financial ruin comes and all of a sudden they can't, they don't know how to cope and handle it. Right. Like in mindset, like is, is, is in all of those areas, right? How do, how do you deal and, and handle and, and navigate through all that life throws at you? And again, there's, there's so, you know, I think if you can get to a place where you're constantly looking for lessons, that's again, the hundred mile mindset, that book, you know, I failed twice. I failed at the first two hundred mile attempts. And, you know, I talk about it in the book, but before the third attempt, when I was successful and, and there's just so much I learned and took from each, each of those failures that helped me be successful on that third attempt. And, uh, and so it's just learning to, yeah, make those deposits every day. Just like I talked about the integrity bank, uh, integrity bank's all about being your word, especially to yourself. You say you're going to do something, do it. And, and that's how you forge this, this mindset is by doing the little things every day, like quit, you quit breaking promises to yourself. If you say you're going to get up in the morning to go work out or run, you get up in the morning, you go work out and run. And then over time, it starts to get a little bit easier. Right. And, yeah. and then you, you build up this, this balance in your integrity bank. Cause there will be days when you need to make a withdrawal when you're not going to do what you said you would. And if you don't have any, it's just like a financial bank account. If there's no funds, like you're going to overdraw. And, and most people are integrity banks are, are massively overdrawn because they continue to break the promises in their life. So I think that's one of the biggest keys to um, any mindset is like just doing what you said you would. When yeah. you can, no matter what, any, any like when you don't feel like it, when, when you don't want to, when you have some reasonable or le- legitimate excuses not to, right, um, that you can um, justify, uh, you still do it anyways. You still find a way to, to do it. Yeah, well, I found when you do that, just those little victories compound and that's what helps build the confidence and, you know, starts to push you over. Yes. You're, like you said, you're still going to maybe at times have some, you know, overdraws where you have to, you know, pull into that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but it makes a huge difference and, and there's, you know, you know me, I, I don't enjoy working out, but it's something I finally <laughs> got with my youngest son. Well, my third boy and he's 22 and, and having that accountability is huge. Yeah. Um, and that's what gets me there. And there's days that, you know, occasionally not very often with him that he's not really filling up. And so I'm actually pushing him. And that's so great. that's yeah. been a huge thing. Um, but had we not done that and had some of those victories, it would have been real easy for me to just come back to the old behavior. Yeah. 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 So that's the biggest thing. So once you start like making those deposits, then it's all about, there will be withdrawals, like I said, just making uh, the distance in between the withdrawals wider and wider, or longer and longer, right? Like sure. most people will make try and make withdrawals every day. Well, you're going to be out of funds in a, in a hurry. So you're making deposits so that you can make a withdrawal. And then it's the, the idea is to continue to make the distance in between the first withdrawal and the next withdrawal like wider. That's great. One other thing that uh, when you were talking about Coral and, and the seals, just wanted to let everyone know that Nate was uh, he was he's a veteran. He served in Operation Iraqi Freedom. Uh, was a platoon leader over the 40, 40, 45 men. 
Yeah, it was like 42, I believe. And uh, so I just wanted to point that out and thank Nate, you know, for his service. Um, years ago, I had a number problem. In fact, this wristband right here, a camouflage wristband, is what I developed as a way to raise awareness of the sacrifice our men, women, and their families make on our behalf because we take it for granted, man. And yeah. I just wanted to point that out and thank you because, you know, if it weren't for all of our servicemen and women past and present, you know, we wouldn't enjoy the freedoms that we do that allow us to, to basically create and build and become whatever we choose. So we're yeah. pretty blessed to be here in this country. Appreciate that. Um, if you, you know, one of the things that I, I learned from you um, that I heard you speak of earlier is, you know, you called them failures, but even though that's the word you used, you also used them really as stepping stones to learn other things and then you didn't give up. Like, you know, I would assume most people, if they're going to try to run 200 miles or whatever, and they fail, they'll probably chop it up by tried. But yeah. you try to extract lessons or gifts, and then you go back at it. And you've done yeah. it twice, right? For the 200, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. You go back a third time, and you're going to conquer it. So, yeah. um, I mean... I would say that's probably a mindset thing and, and something you've trained yourself to do is to look at the positives. I mean, that's the way that we can grow and truly become the best versions of ourselves if we can find through the darkness really the gifts that bring us through to the light, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so important. I mean, again, it goes back to like being being your word, right? Um, you know, there would there would be many times where I would say I was going to do something and kind of get to the 75% of the way. And then you just stop. Right. Cause you like, whatever reason you lose motivation or you don't feel like it, or you, you look at where you're at and you're like, Oh man, I'm, this is better than, you know, 75% of the people out there. That's, that's pretty good. That's good enough. And uh, so you, you don't finish, but the, the, you know, it's like, it's contagious. So that just starts to creep into all areas of life. And then that's, that's where it becomes dangerous. Um, you, you start not going all the way in your family and your relationships, with people that matter the most to you, you start cutting corners inside of your business and you start to get, get in trouble there. And, um, it just seeps into everything you do, right? Um, you, how you do anything is how you do. Everything is a popular phrase and it's so true. So, um, and it's, you know, I, I think we've all struggled with this at some point to some degree in our life. And I'm no different. Like there'd be times where I'd say I was going to do something and then go almost all the way and then quit. And uh, I just, it wasn't good enough for me anymore. So, you know, I, if it was going to take me 10 times, I would have kept going until I was successful, but I would have rather been the first time, but, um, but it didn't. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad it didn't because I learned so much from that and uh you know people will try and tell you hey oh that's so awesome the first time i just missed the time cut off by like 10 minutes and made it 64 miles which is way further than i'd ever ran before and it was you know it is important to recognize that uh but just not settle for it right like right. it was a good accomplishment but it wasn't 100 miles so i did i did fail and failures not a bad word it's actually uh, you know shift your perspective it's it's yeah. great we need to fail in order to be successful like no one like you know michael jordan wasn't the best basketball player in the world the first time he picked up a basketball right, right? he became the best basketball player in the world right. continuing to show up by missing shots and learning and, and figuring out how to how to do you know 
craft his uh, skills and become the best. So, right. um, so yeah, same thing for me. It was like, it took me two times uh, to figure some things out and then successful in the Pony Express 100 in October, 2018. So Is that here in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah. Southwest of, uh, yeah. Southwest of Salt Lake city out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll plan on uh, being in Moab when the next one is. Yeah, absolutely, man. Supports it. That'll be fun. Yeah. So I know that, you know, for the most part of your life is pretty good in all areas. What, what do you do to continue to, I guess, invest in your relationship with your wife and even your kids to, to keep those, you know, where the, where you want them to continue to improve and grow those relationships. Yeah. I think, you know, I think the, the biggest, the best, thing especially inside of relationships with the people that matter most to you is the time like they just really want your time more than anything and in like present and engaged time not time while you're like in the same room but you're on your phone the whole time you know it doesn't really count you know they're talking to you but you can't hear it because you you're scrolling facebook or whatever or whatever that might be so just being really intentional you know conversations um but time yeah you do do you have any sort of thing that you do on a weekly or monthly basis just you and your wife or yeah absolutely yeah so um you know spending time one-on-one with my wife is, is really important especially when you have kids um you know if you have children you understand this they kind of become the center of your world and and that's not super great for a marriage uh, it's just it's not healthy it happens to a lot of people it's easy to happen to a lot of people so again it comes back to intentionality and yeah. it's so important to be able to connect one-on-one it's important to get away try and get away a few times for even like a three or four day weekend where it's just us um it is challenging to find you know people to watch the kids while you're gone especially when they're younger our kids are 11 9 and 7 and so we can't just leave them by themselves and um and so yeah i mean you know don't use that as an excuse a lot of people will use those reasons as excuses not to and that's just when that's why our divorce rate so high so um yeah date nights you know just getting away and you know it doesn't have to be extravagant but just uh just one-on-one time with no distractions yeah that's great i think you know you know i look at how we would invest when we're dating and the, the effort would put into trading dates and do those things and then as you say i do it's like slowly that just goes away and you yeah. granted totally. and thanks yeah. to you you know that's one of the things that i've done again and uh yeah. you know it, it yeah, makes a difference you know so posting the uh, you know pictures and things like that of you and your wife out uh spending time together on day nights and things like that so uh yeah, you so know fun. you know the struggle i've had you know and kind of the differences that we have which you know we all have differences yeah. uh, the big lesson I learned from you and, and actually Coach Satema is is if we continue to show up powerfully, those that are around us will elevate. They may not elevate to levels we really like, but they'll move. Yeah. And to be honest with you, that scared the hell out of me. Yeah. I was afraid that there wasn't going to be movement, frankly. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. been very slow, uh, but I have to give my wife credit because you probably saw the posts you know, I went to one of Marshall Silver's events. And, yeah, I did. Yeah. And I got to tell a story because it's kind of crazy. When I told her about it, he invited me and 
her. And immediately the next day, I found myself messaging him, asking if I could bring one of my boys. Because knowing how she is, that she would say no. Uh-huh. I told her about it. Yeah. So, you know, I'd watched kind of, so I had an idea what this event had. I knew that, you know, impaired they're eating fire, you know, yeah, yeah, right. wood or something. And I'm thinking, you know, this is probably going to put me slightly out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Or her way out. Yeah. So, oh, I found myself making excuses for her. And then yeah. four days passes and she messages me asking me, what's the dates again of that deal? And I told her, and then I sent her a video and said, check this out. Well, that night in bed, I said, so did you watch that video? And she said, no. So I grabbed my phone, I turned it on, and I made sure she watched it. I said, because I, I want you to come, but I don't want you to be pissed at me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Walking into something that you say you didn't know what's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, had, you know, you guys not exposed me to that, to con- even though, you know, we want to control other people and want to, you know, the worst thing I could do is a husband – and even to a friend to sit there and preach, you know, I grew up being preached to about religion. It, it put, pissed me off and yeah. nobody likes that. And so if you just mind your business and just continue to be power flow, powerful, it proved a hundred percent to me that it worked. And not yeah. only did she attend, you know, but when it's time to bust this piece of wood with your hand, she's saying, no, I'm not doing it. But I talked to her a little bit and she does it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, same thing with the fire. Yeah. It just that had a powerful impact. And so, you know, you never know what kind of effect you're going to have. But if you continue, like, I mean, the way you always showed up had, had an impact on me. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. It, wow. uh, it was in there. It took me a little longer to get it out because of some other demons I continued to battle. But, but yeah. I battled my choice, you know. Um, right. And until I made the choice, like you did with things that you do, um, you know, I'm starting more at the 5K level like you did, but yeah, now absolutely. it's time to move. And so right. I appreciate, you know, your perspectives and, and the example you continue to be. I, I mean, you're one dude that I can say out of all the dudes I know, not a billion people, but I know you're not perfect. Nobody is. Yeah. If there's anybody that lives their word, Nate Bailey's the guy. <laughs> Thank you, man. I mean that. I appreciate that. So, what? Uh, where can people find you? I mean, you got your podcast. It's Championship Leadership. You've got uh, the Integrity Bank podcast, and like I said a little bit earlier, that's a fantastic one. I believe they're anywhere from four, six, seven minutes tops. I believe. Yeah. Yep. The two this morning, and and those are great to start out your day. Um, where else can people find you? Or how can people engage with you if they wanted more information about working with you or yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, you know, an easy place is uh, go ahead and get a free copy of my book, The 100 Mile Mindset, the audio version. Oh, awesome. uh, just go to 100milemindset.com and I, I literally don't charge you anything. Just put your email in there and you'll get a free copy of the audiobook. I, uh, a lot of people listen to audiobooks. I do too. I, I still like reading a good uh, a, a actual book, but uh, but the audio, audio version seems like people really like that. So, uh, you can get your free copy there and then you'll be on my email list and I'll communicate with you and create value for you. Um, you can also go check 
my website out, which is, has a lot of the podcasts and, and information on there on events that we run through immersion as well. Um, Nate Bailey speaks.com. And, uh, you know, if you want to follow me on IG at coach Nate Bailey. Awesome. Real quick before I let you go, um, give a high level overview of what say immersion is shield maiden and, and some of the programs that you're leading. Yeah, you bet. So we have shield maiden immersion and man wealth immersion. Um, immersion is a four day experience in Southern California where, you know, you come together with anywhere from 10 to, you know, we've had 19 women, typically a typical size is probably 12 to 15, somewhere in there. Um, of either, you know, shield main just for women, man, well, it's just for men. And um, you come together. Each one of you is coming for something a little bit different in your life. But but we bring you to the beach. We work you out a little bit. We work you out each day, you know, no more than a few hours. Um, but there's so much that is learned in the physical aspects, just like I've been talking about in my life. And uh, it really breaks people down and kind of opens them up so that you can actually go get what you need because it's it's deep work and it is an experience so it is kind of hard to explain exactly what it is but it's powerful for everyone uh, that goes through and it is life-changing um it feels like you're there for two weeks but it's really only three and a half days because we we really take advantage of all the time that we have with you and uh the, most of the men and the women that come through are married business owners with children right because there's just uh, if you're married, if you have kids and you own a, and run a business, it's just uh, a unique set of circumstances that you have that most others can't relate to. Now, we do have women that have been divorced. We do have single moms. We do have single dads. Um, we do have some that aren't even business owners. So, you know, don't get caught up on the married business owner with kids part, but that is kind of our niche. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we've had just about everyone, uh, come through and, and the experience is life-changing, life-altering. And I know, Steve, you've, you've been through the experience yourself too. So, I can second it. And I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, I definitely learned some things that I would have never learned without it. Yeah. Uh, and frankly, one of, one of the big ones is, you know, seems so simple, but yet it's very difficult is every one of us can do way more than we think we can. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Totally. And you start believing that, and realizing that, I think that's where your mindset has been for a long time, and that's what's allowing you to do some conquer some of those major, major physical things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't have. I don't think we understand barely <laughs> the tip of the iceberg of what is up there and the power of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, out of everything 100%. that I've been through, and I'm working with you guys, you know, opened my mind, but I still wasn't programming my mind the way I needed to in order to move past and then start to move forward. So I thank you for that as well. But yeah, follow Nate on social media, like I said, the Instagram and uh, engage with him, get that free book. And I promise you, you'll be grateful because uh, this is one of the greatest guys that I know. So just want to thank you for your time, Nate and uh, happy holidays and, and happy new year. You and your family travel safe. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll have in the description as well, links to your stuff and, uh, on the podcast and uh, look forward to getting together with you again, again, some sometime in the future. Absolutely. Thanks brother. Hey brother. Take care. See you. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Winning After Addiction Indictment. If you'd like help with addiction, dealing with an indictment, or how you and your family can get through your time in federal prison, you can go to americasprisonconsultant.com and book a free consultation now. That's americasprisonconsultant.com. 